We're going to be joined, well, Matt's going to be joined, I'm not going to be here uh, in a second, but joined by Andrew Wade of Locked on Iowa to preview Michigan State traveling to Iowa City to take on the Hawkeyes. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, the year 2021. I am your host, Will Hunter, not joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. That is because Matt, doing all the work today. He's doing all the work today, but he's not doing any of the work right now. That doesn't make sense. Here's what's happening. I'm going to step out here in a minute, and what I'm going to do is play a pre-recorded interview. It's Matt Sheehan talking with Andrew Wade of Locked on Hawkeyes uh, about today's game. It's going to be all three segments. You're going to ask each other questions, kind of give each other sort of takes on where the the programs are, talk about matchups, talk about key players, and talk about this game from from every angle. And (sighs) yeah, it's going to be great. It's just going to be a, a wonderful game tonight. I can't wait. Can you feel it? Can you feel the energy? Can you feel the excitement? I can't wait to watch this basketball game. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Real quick before I play the uh, crossover episode, I just want to give some of my thoughts real quick because I will not be featured in the rest of the episode except for the ad reads because Matt doesn't know how to access anything that we do and all the administrative stuff falls on my lap. No, he offered. I, 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 I stepped up. I was like, I got to do something for this episode. Um, so yeah, I was really good. They are, I don't know where they're ranked right now because the, the poll just came out and they lost to Illinois, um, but they're good. They're really good. They're one of the best 5'10 teams in the country for sure. Uh, have the number two adjusted offense in Ken Palm, and they'd be number one in pretty much any other season with the exception of like three or four years. It just so happens that Gonzaga has an equally uh, impressive offense this year, I think, uh, Iowa's offense in terms of adjusted efficiency this year is tied for eighth, dating back to 2002 in uh, Ken Palm's adjusted efficiency. So yeah, they're pretty, uh, <laughs> they're pretty good. Uh, they're averaging just a tick under 90 points per game. They average 89.7 this year, which is, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> That'll play. Um, Defense, not so much. They they flatly don't have a, a good defense, and that's, I guess, a saving grace because Michigan State's been really struggling, and maybe they can get a handful of open shots in this one, and unlike what they did uh, against Ohio State, maybe they can knock some down and, and stick close enough to make it a competitive game, make Iowa sweat, and if there's one thing we know, if you make Iowa sweat, Fran teams usually kind of get some lemon booty, but I don't really foresee that happening in this one. I guess also somewhat fortunately, if you want to 
call it that. Iowa's lost two in a row. They're not at their best right now. They lost 81-69 to at home against Indiana. 69 points was the lowest they scored this year. Then they followed it up by going to Illinois and losing 80-75 to and... I don't know, just for, like they were like right in that game, right up into the end, really back and forth, really good game, and I, Illinois just kind of closed it out there at the end. I, I didn't think Iowa played that well. Um, you know, Luca Garza didn't have his best game statistically, but he's going against Kofi Coburn, who is seven foot, two hundred eighty five pounds, chiseled. Um, so I. I, I I think, you know, slowing Illinois, obviously, or slowing Iowa really starts with being able to give Garza fits and make him inefficient because he is just a terribly efficient offensive player and is the front runner for National Player of the Year for a reason. He's just an absolute bucket in the low post, and if you don't have anything that can really threaten him down there, like, he's just going to go to work, and you're going to have to overcommit to slowing him down, and that's going to open it up in terms of shooting for Wieskamp, Hannon's back. Um, CJ Frederick is a really good shooter for them. They got a bunch of guys that can knock down threes. Uh, and Garza himself can step out. He's shooting freaking 46% from three this year. So, yeah, I guess nice that it, uh, I was lost their last two and isn't in best their best form. But uh, I don't know if you noticed this. Those uh, Michigan State Spartans. Not really uh, in great form themselves. So Ken Palm has it as like a 12-point win for Iowa. That feels generous, I would think. I don't know if the line's – I mean, the line's probably out now when you're listening to this. I haven't seen one uh, yet. I would imagine it's like 14, 15. It's it's not great. It's not going to be great. All right, that's enough for me. I'm going to throw it to Matt and Andrew, and then uh, I'll hop back in to do some ad reads, and then – We'll close out the show. All right. We got Mashi in of Locked On Spartans, Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. We have a big game taking place tonight between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Michigan State Spartans. I think coming into this season, at least from a Hawkeye perspective, this is a big game on our schedule, an opportunity where we felt like we could beat the Michigan State Spartans. I think according to Matt, uh, he's honestly just kind of worried about this game. Matt, what are your thoughts going into this game, though? I think you No, no. You, you, you can't be worried about a game that's inevitably going to be a 25-point blowout here. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wor- worried is not an adjective I would use. I would use the word worried if it was, like, in December or even before the season when the season was getting started because no one in Spartan Nation over here saw 2-6 and six in Big Ten play coming. And it's not just 2-6, and six, man. It's 2-6 and six with – Five of those losses being complete whoopings and the other loss being a meltdown loss against Purdue. So I would have been worried had we talked about this game back in November, December, but no, no, no. With the state of affairs now, uh, I, I just can't wait for the buzzer to, to, to hit, man. It's That's going to be bliss. <laughs> a blissful sound as the game wraps up to a 97-62 to 62 victory for the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's, yeah. I, I will I'm, say, in, I'm in a great mood right now, by the way. I'm, I'm very high on my team right now, if you can't tell. <laughs> I don't typically feel bad for Spartan fans because I still no. have so many angst over the, 2016, or the 2015 Big Ten Championship game and Michigan sure. State scoring. But uh, I actually feel mm-hmm. bad for you and Will. I mean, like, you wow, guys on Twitter. Just, gotten. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys just make me feel bad for you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You guys, <laughs> y'all need to be on Brother Watch. Like, something, something's going on there. <laughs> it's not good, man. And listen, it'd be one thing if, like, we could see this coming into the season. But, man, like, this has blindsided us. We open up the season with a great win against Notre Dame. We smash Duke. And, yeah, Duke isn't great this year. But still, man, like, any time you're going to beat Duke, 
you're feeling good about your team. Like, hey, okay, it looks like we're a good shooting team. Okay, cool. Rocket Watts is awesome. Joey Hauser is awesome. And then, like, it's been crumbling block by block the entire season, man. And now here we are just getting clapped against Rutgers, getting beat against OS. Yeah. So what, what happened? I guess so. That, that's, that's a good question. question. <laughs> um, what has gone wrong? And maybe yeah. it was like the main thing. What is the biggest thing that you feel like has been the issue for the Spartan basketball squad? Yeah, you know, that, that's a great question. I don't want to spend 45 minutes of time here, but I guess the, the quickest way I could sum this up is it's the bookends. It's the one and the five. We, we don't have a true good point guard. We tried to give our sophomore Rocket Watts a spin there for the first part of the season. He's more of a shooting guard. He's now the point guard uh, experiment has gone so bad that now he's just lost all confidence that he ever had. And now he's just even bad at being a shooting guard too, ever since sliding him back and at center. And this is going to be the really scary part for MSU on Tuesday is our, our center position is a complete disaster. Like Izzo might say that we'll throw the kitchen sink at Garza, but here's our kitchen sink. We start a six foot eight guy at center, uh, which I suppose will work maybe in division two basketball. Our backup center is six foot 11, roughly 105 pounds. Like he is a stick bug of a center. Uh, we also have a guy, Julius Marble. He's a sophomore. He's fine. Still a little raw. And then we have a true freshman that, really doesn't play too much Maddie Sissoko. So that's our kitchen sink right there. Uh, that's more like a Fisher-Price toy kitchen sink. Garza, <laughs> especially coming off the loss against Illinois, FU statement game and probably dropped like 39 points uh, on the Spartans here. So that's our issue. It's the center. It's the point guard. And anyone in between just really isn't good enough either. I mean, yeah, that's fun. All right, we'll be right back with more preview work from Andrew Wade and Matt Sheehan. But first, a word from rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Yes, if you need new carpet, they've got it. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door and best of all price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts you wouldn't do it doesn't make sense you would be an absolute clown to do that so instead go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back with more Matt and Andrew right now. Xavier Tillman last year was was a beast. Awesome. I mean, he's six foot eight, but he manhandled Luca Garza because he was able, he kind of did a Draymond green type of thing where he was just, he's a little smaller, but he's quicker enough to get around Luca Garza. Didn't buy on all the fakes that Luca does. Um, it did a fantastic job of handling Luca. I mean, that was arguably Luca's one of his worst games was against Xavier Tillman, but uh, now going against Joey Hauser. I mean, we saw also what Luca can do against Kofi Coburn. Uh, that, <laughs> I mean, Kofi's supposed to be an NBA player, right? He's seven foot tall, 285 pounds. And Luca Garza held his own against him despite giving up a few pounds, and a few inches. So I know, man, <laughs> just to strike more fear into me. 
what what outside of Garza should like scare MSU fans too for this game? Like, because we listen, we we all know that Garza can can beat you from the three point line. He can beat you down low. He can beat you from the free throw line. Like, how, how let's let's keep going. Let's let's build the fear. I, I want to be as anxiety ridden as possible. So uh, yeah, who who else uh, on the Hawkeyes will scare us here? I'll be honest. I, I feel like the person you should be most worried about is Jordan Bohannon, and <laughs> the reason why is when he has a couple off games eventually he's going to break out and you don't want to be the team that deals with Jordan Bohannon popping threes, 10 feet behind the perimeter and just nonchalantly running down the court, like a cocky bastard that he is because it's hilarious. Cause he gets going and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got that energy right now. And everything is going in every single shot is hitting. And he's been on a little bit of a, a tough streak. The last couple of games uh, went Oh of nine against Indiana. I thought he was going to come back for Illinois. Didn't shoot the ball at all in the first half, had a better second half, but missed a possible game tying three pointer. A guy yeah. like Jordan Bohannon feeds off of that feeds off that energy. And he comes back bigger, stronger, and more cocky somehow. I, I don't know how he does it. I wish I had that mm-hmm. energy and that confidence. Sure. <laughs> Uh, that that would be a guy I'm concerned about because um, this is a game they don't win a lot of games against Michigan State. They haven't historically won a lot of games against Michigan State. Jordan Bohannon has not been on the winning side. And yeah. you better believe he's going to come into this game with a little bit more bravado than he has in the past. He struggled. That's the guy I'd be worried about probably. That would be my number two. And then Joe Wieskamp um, has proven that, you know, it's tough when you're in the shadows of Luca Garza. But Joe Wieskamp is a possible NBA player. I mean, he's a three and D type of guy. And uh, against Illinois, you know, Illinois, he was seven of nine from three, I believe. Uh, it was, and it was a very quiet seven of nine. He had no idea he was seven exactly. of nine. Um, but that, that's the other guy I'd probably worry about the most. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Bohannon's a guy that signed his shoes after the Iowa State game. So thanks yeah. for the memories, right? Okay, I, I have a feeling this could be a sign his shoes game, even though like he's just going to go back out to the court and pick him up because they're at Iowa. So yeah, cool man. That's when, that's when he's awesome. going. It's tough. I know, and I know like the cocky look that you're talking about too. Like I remember looking at this, like, wow, I, I've never seen a man feel himself like he is right now. <laughs> this this gets scary if you're on the dude, wrong end of this, man. One, he's probably the most unathletic person on the court, <laughs> and he, dude, when you look at him, you're like, wow, you think you can beat up every guy here? Like you would be able to take sure, on yeah, every single right. guy on this court. I mean, I just, it's so ridiculous. And oh my gosh, anytime like if anyone gets a quick bucket, that's what's that's what's the scary part is when he's hot. If Michigan State were to go on a run, Jordan Bohan is the guy who lets Michigan State hit a three, and you know, oh my gosh. The momentum's turning. He'll just uh, jog down the court, look <laughs> at the guy, drain it. I'm like, damn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to get ridiculous here, and uh, let, let, let's lie to each other. Let's say that MSU has hope this game. Why, why should or why would MSU have hope this game? What's one thing that Iowa does or rather doesn't do that should get the pe- people in East Lansing uh, somewhat excited for the game? Yeah, when I look at Michigan State, they're 201st. <laughs> You can't even believe what you're saying. Um, I, I can't even believe what I'm saying right now. Hopefully, please. Uh, Michigan State's 201st in shooting three points, uh, 32.7%. Iowa is atrocious at defending the perimeter, and they're bad in transition defense. So if Michigan State can get out and run, if they can get one or two guys hot, I actually did a segment a couple weeks ago where um, picking just picking random guys on teams that uh, where they miraculously had better days shooting the three against Iowa, and it was like 15 guys in top 100 schools who came into Iowa, came in against Iowa, maybe shooting 30%, and they left Iowa shooting a 70% clip on the day. Brandon Johnson from Minnesota is a great 
great you know, testament to that. Eight of nine against Iowa shooting the three. So um, against Iowa, you're going to get a lot of open looks on the perimeter. Um, Iowa does, they, their defense is solid for 70% of the time and the other 30%, it's horrendous. And so, I mean, just the way they, they transition on, you know, and that they rotate, they can leave guys wide open. So if Michigan State can find an open guy, they'll get a lot of open looks on the three-point line. Right on. Gotcha. Um, and so I, I know you guys have what three big 10 losses. Is that correct so far? Yep. Three pen. Yep. Three losses. Is it that defense that has been the Achilles heel the whole time, or is it like different issues in each of the three losses? Is there a common theme as to how you guys get on the run end of, uh, end of those three games? Yeah. You know, what's weird about that. It actually isn't defense on any of those games. Um, I mean, Minnesota, we should have won. We should have beat Minnesota. That was arguably the worst collapse I've ever seen Iowa play. They lost. They they were up seven points with 30 seconds left. They don't foul the guy. They missed their free throws. They hit a couple threes. I mean, like, it. yes, you could attribute that to defense, but it was just there should have been a couple things that maybe strategically Iowa did that would have never allowed them to be in that position. Plus, you hit a free throw or two, you win that game. Um, Indiana, I... I have seen Iowa shoot that bad one other time in the last five years. And that was against Michigan in the big 10 conference tournament. That is just not going to happen. They're not going to shoot that bad again. Indiana was scoring because <laughs> they're getting a lot of rebounds. I, I don't know. The, the defense was not the problem there. And then obviously Illinois, um, Illinois is a great team. I, I don't think a lot of teams can't stop Illinois offensively uh, defensively. Yes. Iowa was terrible in transition. Iowa to destroyed them, but they should have also won that game. They missed a couple shots. Officiating was, I don't like to blame the refs, but that was one of the most egregious officiating performances I've ever seen. They should all be fired. Uh, all be canned. They should never, never ref a big 10 game ever again. But uh, so, so it's, it's been interesting, but I think offensively, I was not going to shoot that bad again. Um, officiating you expect to be a little bit better. Although I would argue that anytime we go to East Lansing, it's a bit hit or miss of whether we get good officiating. Typically not. Tom Izzo is pretty good at getting an official, you know, officials ears, but um, th- th- those how, that's how we lost those games. I would, I would put that question back on you. Um, mm-hmm. What has Michigan State done in these last three games they've lost so horrendously? Oh, man. It's 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 a tough start. So, like, I, I popped a, a stat the other day, and, like, I, I can't tell if it's a pointless stat or not, but at the under-16 timeout to start the game, so, like, within four or five minutes to start the game, MSU is 2-6 and six this year with an average deficit of 5.5 points. Like, we, we can't even hit the ground running. We're always trying to dig ourselves out of a hole. But then again, you look at the outcomes of these games, like, okay, 12-point loss, 15-point loss. Like, it, it, does that really matter? So... Yeah, what we've been doing, we, we haven't been doing anything, man. Like, you can't hit shots, giving off offensive rebounds. Uh, turnovers haven't been that bad, like, numbers-wise, but just, like, the way they're giving the ball away, it's like, ugh. And here's the other thing, too. It's like, we're using so many lineups, it's ridiculous. Like, there, there's no cohesion on the court. Like, it's almost like you're showing up to the rec center to play basketball. You and your boy just showed up. Okay, you got a random stray guy over there. You found two other guys over here. And now you guys are all just like trying to meet each other and introduce yourselves on the third possession of the game and wondering what on earth's going on. So it's it, there's really just no chemistry in the court, man. It's 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 tough. Everything's going wrong this year. It's it's I, I hate it. I I laugh because you can't do anything else. I, I know. It's, if you it's don't laugh, you'll cry. I can't. I can't believe we've gotten to this point, man. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I get that Cassius and Tillman have left. Like, fine, that's great. But I mean, and this will sound cocky, but MSU is a blue blood. Like, we don't rebuild, we reload. Even our down years, we're still cracking the tournament as like a seven seed, for example, or perhaps an eight seed. But like, whoa, this is blindsided everyone here. Like, it's 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 tough, man. And sure, chalk up COVID. Like, almost everyone on our team has gotten COVID. Okay, these guys are in dorms. Like, listen. 
newsflash MSU is not the only program in the whole country that has to deal with it. So like you can't use that as an excuse, man. So and it's well um, because like you have answer what's going wrong. Everything's going wrong, Andrew. It's horrible. <laughs> and you answer. I mean, like you talked about all the guys returned to you talk about reloading Joey Hauser is oh. a big name prospect. That's a guy who Iowa was recruiting as well. Trying to get after he entered the transfer portal, uh, Aaron Henry, uh, you know, a, an older guy, you got Josh Langford, a guy who came back, uh, Rocky Watts played well last year. I thought, I mean, you have oh. guys who are back who, and you know, yes, use cash as Wednesday. You lose a Xavier Tillman, but even Michigan state and a down year, like you said, is a seven seed. And honestly, when they're a seven seed, I would pick them usually to go to the sweet 16 or elite eight. I don't know how Tom Izzo does it, but they are usually my, my tournament lock to be a surprise and win a bunch of games. Cause that's what Tom Izzo does. It seems like they're just there. Like you said, there's no cohesion, but that's not an excuse. Cause it's COVID everyone has had to deal with this. Um, so I find that very interesting. All right. We'll be back with the third and final segment of today's show, continuing our Preview with Matt and Andrew, but first a word from BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl, guys. The big game. I think I'm allowed to say Super Bowl. The big game. That is one of my favorite things ever. Quick tangent. I used to work at a CBS TV station, and when CBS has the 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 game the big game even in our local advertising as a CBS station we could not say the word super followed by the word bowl when we we had to say a big game giveaway <laughs> so it was absolutely wild but if you want to throw some money down on the uh, the big game woo, you can do it betonline.ag it is the place we trust in the place that has you covered sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag use promo code locked on one word locked on and you're gonna get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit we got the line up in front of me right now this chiefs minus three little minus 166 money line action oh man i you know what i'm feeling good Feeling good about the Chiefs still. I've seen some predictions. People are riding with Tom Brady. People like the Bucks. Man, they almost lost to Taylor Heineke like in the in the Washington football team like three weeks ago. And I feel like they've gotten kind of lucky and the Chiefs are just completely an unstoppable machine. So I haven't made a pick yet. I haven't thrown any money down, but I'm leaning hard on the Chiefs right now and if you want to get in on the action you don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore go to betonline.ag don't forget to use promo code locked on one word locked on to get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts today's show is also brought to you by Homefield Apparel, the wonderful beautiful people at Homefield. they make incredibly comfortable officially licensed collegiate apparel they print vintage marks they go through old programs yearbooks they talk to alums and they make really thoughtful collegiate apparel incredibly unique incredibly comfortable and just incredibly cool and it's not just big schools like michigan state although they do have a great vintage michigan state apparel line which dropped in august and then they've got some actually uh newer logos newer marks the spartan head and stuff like that uh on their website as well they recently got licensed for that so check that out. But it's not just big schools like MSU. They got the directional schools in state, Grand Valley, Ferris State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up Dutch. And plenty of other really cool schools with a bunch of cool shirts, sweatpants, hoodies, tank tops, you name it. They got it. Go check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. And you can get 20% off your first purchase 
with the promo code on Spartans. That's one word on Spartans. 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel at homefieldapparel.com with promo code on Spartans. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. I'm sure they have plenty of good stuff to talk about this week. Brian and Matt are going to give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering latest news, maybe the Matt Stafford trade, a little bit of Super Bowl action, some insight on the big game this weekend. So get picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to the final segment of today's preview. Aaron Henry is a guy who I also looked at, statistically speaking, one of your best defenders from a statistical perspective, one and a half blocks, one and a half steals. What is he doing to impact the game defensively? And you talk about how offensively there's no cohesion, but how has Michigan State's defense looked um, outside of handling post players? Because it seems like Luka Garza is about to have a, a monster day. We, we do have some sticky defenders on the perimeter. Like, just like you said, Aaron Henry, like he's just really good at sticking on his man. Um, Langford is a guy who's solid at defense, but man, like two foot injuries ago, he was a lot better. He's lost some quickness laterally, but that's because, you know, he missed 18 months of basketball with injuries here. Watts, what, and again, it's not even the offensive end for Watts too. Like the defensive end, he's also kind of slipping as well. Uh, but we also have guys that come off the bench. Like, I mean, Bingham, as much as I joke about him, like he is our six foot 11, like post player. That's roughly a hundred pounds, but like he does give at least a presence in the post, which kind of helps a little bit. Like our other guy, Thomas Kithier, it's like your, your eyes light up. If you're a player that sees him, it's like, Oh, hell yeah, sure. Lay off, yeah, let's go for it. Um, but like Malik Hall, he, he's a three or four guy. He's solid. I mean, we got solid perimeter defenders. I mean, it's 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 a boring answer, but like, yeah, we're just kind of sticky on the perimeter. We're, we're pretty solid, but yeah, man, we get eaten up alive on in the post. They're going to defend Luca Garza. Do you just collapse on him and hope that Iowa's shooters are not making shots? That's what Indiana did, and it worked because yeah. no one could hit a shot. No one could hit water if they fell out of a boat in the middle of the ocean, right? Indiana, but is that what you do against Iowa then? I, my only guess is that you do what you did in the first half against Purdue with Travion Williams. Like he actually did like really throw the kitchen sink. Like he threw all four uh, centers at him and just gave him each like anywhere between like three to seven minutes. All right, hey, go race hell, go, go get him. But that's the problem is like Trayvon Williams isn't regarded as a free throw shooter, although the night in East Lansing he was all of a sudden. Um, like Garza <laughs> can actually score from the line. But the issue was is like they never went back to doing that in the second half, and that's how Williams got like 22 or 24 points, whatever he did in the second half. So in short, yeah, you just – I mean, it's almost like hockey shifts down low, man. Like you just got to keep on, all right, go. Hey, how, you, you know you got five fouls to give, right? Okay, go get them. Like rough them up down there, so – that's that's my best bet, and honestly, that's not even going to be enough, man. It... Gosh, you're like making me depressed talking to you, and I'm I should be. It's not a good situation we're, here. We're going to win this game, I would hope. Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned the free throw shooting because when you look at Iowa's team, it's very interesting how the free throw shooting percentages work out. Luca Garza is shooting 75 percent from the free throw line. Joe yeah. Wieskamp is shooting 69 percent. CJ Frederick wow. is hitting 50 percent from three, is shooting 70 percent. So Luca Garza is hitting free throws at a better clip than Iowa's two of their three best three point shooters on their team. Uh, which I don't know what that says about our three point shooters or Luca Garza. It, I, I'm, yeah. I'm honestly kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Twenty like CJ Frederick hits 50 percent of his threes and he's shooting 70 percent from line. How how can you almost shoot as good from? 10 feet back with a guy in your face. I don't get it. Yeah. No, that, that's a great question too. I mean, it's almost like, 
I mean, on the contrary, you talk about weird shootings, like MSU, whenever they have at least 10 feet of space around them is probably shooting like 7% from the three point line too. It's like, they, 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 they can't hit an open shot to save their life either, whether it be the three point line or the free throw line when they really need it, like the front end of a crucial one and one Laker clank and off the rim on that one. I, I'm, I'm sure locked on Hawkeyes fans are loving this right now. Just the pure so misery happy. in my voice. It's so <laughs> happy. This is so miserable, man. Oh, Hey, I got an uncomfortable question. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I don't mean to be like a jerk here. Like, this is an honest to God question. I really don't know, like, how Iowa fans feel about this. But, like, you guys do have the best player in the team – or on the team. You guys have the best player on, in the country on your team. Like, if this isn't a Big Ten title year, what, what's the temperature on Fran uh, amongst Hawkeye fans? Like, are you, are you guys still, like, sold on him? Or is there, like, going to be, like, eh on him? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if that comes off crass. No, no. Like, I really don't know what the temperature is down in Iowa City. I think that's an amazing question. Um I personally love Fran as a coach. I think he is a player's coach. Any player I've talked to has always had glowing things to say about Fran, that he sticks up for the players, that he's there for the players. Um, I think if Iowa doesn't make the Sweet 16 this year, Mm -hmm. there's going to be contingent of fans that want him gone. If Iowa struggles through this February, which is a bit ridiculous because the Big Ten is arguably the toughest conference not arguably. It is the toughest conference in the, sure. in the country and and possibly the toughest it's ever been in the last 20 years, right? So um, mm-hmm. I, I think people are looking at Fran and saying, is there going to be a February fade? And then they lose to Indiana, they lose to Illinois, and there's already a contingent of fans that are already pissed off at Fran. Um, yeah. I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I, I think this team lost on the road to a top 20 team. Illinois is a very strong team that matches up very well against Iowa. So um, to your question, if Iowa doesn't go to at least the sweet 16, I think there will be a contingent of fans who a large contingent of fans who are starting to question whether or not Fran can get the job done. I think what I fall back on is what Fran built with this program is a team that can contend at least get to the tournament year in and year out. Yes. They need to take that next step. They have to take that next step. But the years before Fran McCaffrey was Todd Licklider, and that was the most disgusting three years I've ever seen in Iowa basketball. It was atrocious. You, he started his son, who I could maybe beat in a basketball game, and I can't. Mm, sure. I brick everything. So, I, I mean, you got to look at that, like what he brought this program to and also what this program looks like it can do. Yes, we're losing Luka Gars this year, after this year. But mm-hmm. our backups are beating Rutgers. Our backups are beating yeah. Maryland starters. We were down with our starters. He said, screw you guys. We're putting in our backups because they're going to bring some energy. And they got us a 15-point lead against starters in the Big Ten. I mean, the future is very bright with this team. And I think what Iowa has been missing is that those guys who can drive the lane and can actually collapse a defense. Right now, we're, we're a great three-point shooting team with Luka Gars in the middle. Mm-hmm. But what our backup guys can do is they bring a lot of versatility. They can't shoot as well, but they bring a lot of versatility, a lot more energy on the defense side of the ball. So I could see this team kind of changing their mentality over the next couple of years. But anyways, that's a long-winded answer saying if they no, don't sorry. make the Sweet 16, I think there is going to be a large contingent of fans who are a little bit upset with Fran McCaffrey and think he might need to go. But who else do you bring in? Who comes to Iowa? You know, that's that's a good question. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good reality check, I guess. Like, know yeah. where you are. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, that, that's a solid answer, though. I, I really have no idea what, what the temperature is on Fran down there. Um, Did you see his blow-up post-game? No, I didn't. I missed it. So, you know, I'm, I'm so, I've been so disgusted with basketball. Like, I just took the weekend <laughs> off of watching any other college basketball other than, like, the, the of course, the Michigan State-OSU game. But, yeah, man, like, I just – 
No, I I'll you, bet man. on the games, but I won't watch them. <laughs> yeah, I was so pissed off after the Iowa Illinois game. I was like, I'm not watching any sports. I didn't bet on a single not sport disgusting. the rest of the week. I was like, I'm done. I hate basketball yeah. right now. I'm I'm it's become, like really into like Bravo TV. Yeah, just watch a lot of TLC. Yeah, <laughs> got to watch like, Below Deck, yeah. man. Below Deck's the way to get your mind off of things. Dude, talk about it, man. Yeah, Below Deck. They have reruns every Monday. It's we we have uh, Below Deck Mondays over here in this uh, in the Sheehan household. It's a great time. I love I, I'm trying to get my wife on the train. She just, she's not on it. Um, yeah, below deck can't let me down. MSU can, below deck can. So it really can. There's yeah. always great drama. There's always fantastic drama. It's Anyone great. out there, if you're not watching below deck, you got to do it. No, beautiful places, beautiful people. It's it's great, man. <laughs> Locked on boats. Let's uh, let's get started here, man. This is great. Locked on yachting. <laughs> where you where you put a hole in the deck and just watch yourself sink, just like uh, Michigan State season. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. I, had to, I had to put that in yeah, there. We're already at the bottom, man. We're not sinking. We're we're already there. <laughs> You're already at the bottom of the lake. So, what goes right for Michigan State if they win this game? Oh, a cancellation. Uh, um, oh, if they win the game. Um, uh, you know what? I, I go back to your comment about uh, the 70% of defense is good, but 30% is atrocious, and we could let the perimeter open. Like, maybe, maybe this is a game like Rocket Watts comes back to life. Maybe Hauser gets a few threes going. Maybe, like, a mystery guy, like, I don't know, Malik Hall decides to hit a few threes. Like, I, that, that's the only thing that really sticks out to me is that maybe, just maybe, Rocket can't be this bad. Like 13 games in a row, Kenny. Like, it, it can, that can't possibly happen. So, that's, that's the only thing that gives me hope. Like, he, he's, he's too good to be this bad this long so that's 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 a, that's a really bad that's a really bad thing to hope for is that like your guy that's struggling for the last month and a half finally catches fire against a, a great team like iowa so that's what i got for it that's what i have to offer for you man that's rough i mean because I, I will say i looked at like all the statistics for michigan state looked at, i've been watching the team a little bit and like paying attention to what you and will talk about and i yeah. i just don't see a way iowa loses this game no i don't but either. that being said I will give you a little bit of hope. I also felt that way against Indiana. I looked at Indiana and I thought, wow, everything Indiana does any everything Indiana does great, Iowa does better, and everything they do poorly, Iowa can capitalize on. And I was like, I hammered the spread. I was like, and but I also said to my friend, I was like, hey, I think Iowa crushes this, but this is also the time whenever I think they're gonna do this, they're gonna lose by 20. And holy hell, I was right. So maybe that that gives you a little solace, right? I, I feel like there's a it, I barely out like we have the same issue with Indiana though like the last two years it's like oh how could we possibly lose the Archie Miller and these guys are you yeah. kidding me and then sure enough like roll for our last like three or four whatever it is against them so no I I get it man the Hoosiers will sneak up on you against all teams um, yeah it's tough well this is uh this has been a fun episode of uh, despair yeah this is great <laughs> uh, a lot of negativity I think the one positive we can take away is maybe it's just one game closer to Michigan State season being over and Iowa can maybe get back yeah. on the winning track yeah, my positive is that it's only a forty-minute game. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So, and you get to watch and some I, Garza. Yeah, you know what? The best thing for me, selfishly, this doesn't uh, count for any other fan really, uh, is that I'm doing like a five-hour road trip on Tuesday night. So, like, I'm, I'm going to miss the entire game. So that works out great for your boy here. Um, that's so yeah. sad. I'm not going to be able to watch your Twitter account just uh, blow up with sadness. I should just schedule a bunch of tweets. Honestly, I can like <laughs> schedule it into a T, like whatever. Wow, Luca really hammered him home that time, and just like, like well, only thirty-three points at halftime for Garza. Are you kidding me, bum? <laughs> yeah, dude, please do. That would honestly be the most hilarious. That's funny. Thing. And I, I could do like a grading scale, like how close you were to yeah. like getting that right. Oh, that'd be this awesome. would be a good bet. Yeah, yeah. that'd Shoot. be that'd be too good. Uh, oh, what are your man. so? What are your predictions ultimately before we close out the show? Uh, 9268 Iowa, and that's that's not a joke. Like that's honest to God, my prediction here. Yeah, pain and sadness. 9268. That, that's my prediction. All right. I mean, I would agree to that, but if it's not a blowout, it's going to be a three point game. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's either thirty points or three points. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't yeah. see a. I don't see a thing where it's like a ten point game. And Michigan State keeps it close because if Iowa can get up, they're going to keep it up, and they're going to. That means Iowa shooting the ball well. If Iowa shooting the ball well, yeah. Michigan State doesn't have a chance. Can we uh, also predict Luca's uh, slash line? I'm, I'm going to go thirty nine and sixteen for for Garza's slash line here as a bounce back game. For him. It's tough, man. Because uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say over thirty and over ten. Um, yeah. I, I would say. I'll say 33, 14, mm-hmm. three blocks, and, and he's going to – Two flagrants. <laughs> one bloody nose, a chipped yep. tooth, and he's <laughs> undoubtedly going to hit three threes. Okay. It, it, this all seems so real to me. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, this is as fun as a preview for a slaughter can possibly be, Andrew. So, yeah, yeah, I, mean, so. I had a blast, man. It was, it was great having you on. Yeah. Great, uh, great doing a crossover episode with you, and uh, I right guess on. we'll see what happens tonight, man. Well, we know what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll just be me riding solo after the game. Matt will be driving to parts unknown. He will be unable to watch the game. Good for him. Um, I, I wonder if he'll even listen to it. Uh, and then he'll have to or get to avoid doing a podcast with me after that so we will be back tomorrow recapping the game and then we are going to probably transition to some football stuff because uh there's been some news and a new position coach a new commit two new commits actually uh that we just haven't had time to talk about so we will start turning the page to football starting maybe segment three tomorrow but probably not till thursday but we'll, we'll sort of see how that goes. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Go green.